Okay. Final stations, this is flight on mission court. Stand by for final poll for launch. RCO. RCO's go for launch. LD. LD's go for launch. And executive. Executive is go for launch. Roger that, thank you. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Lift off, vehicles get the bed. Liftoff of the Make It Rain mission on Electron. Shortly, the vehicle will come up against max Q or maximum aerodynamic pressure, where the forces against Electron will hit their peak. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Stage one, Miko. Stage separation succeeded. As you just saw and probably heard from the applause, we have had main engine cutoffs. Electron's first and second stages have successfully separated from each other, and the buffer engine on Electron's second stage has ignited. ACRIX-1, ACRUX-1, the Melbourne Space Program's first CUBE satellite has taken off for orbit. The spaceflight launched seven small satellites to low Earth orbit on a mission dubbed Make It Rain. Hello, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB, and you're tuned to the WIA National News. Rocket Lab's two-stage electron booster rose from a New Zealand launch site at 4.30pm local New Zealand time, Saturday, June 29. All onboard craft were safely deployed about 56 minutes after liftoff. Those payloads include two craft which will be operated by the United States Special Operations Command and the CubeSat ACRIX-1. This latter satellite was lofted for the Melbourne Space Program, an educational organisation that gives Australian students hands-on experience with space projects. The satellite is the culmination of three years of development by the Melbourne Space Program, an education organisation run entirely by student volunteers. Their mission? To educate, engage and inspire through space activities in Australia. This is the first Australian satellite designed and built by students to be launched since 1970. And also here in the land down under, we hams are celebrating the world up above, in fact the moon, and mankind's moonwalk anniversary. Here's John Williams, VK4JJW. Australia is no closer to the moon than the Florida launch pad where the Apollo 11 mission took off from in July of 1969. But the country still has a special relationship with the historic moon landing. The TV broadcast of US astronaut Neil Armstrong's first moonwalk was received in Australia as history was being made. The Parkes Radio Telescope in New South Wales carried those images as mankind left footprints on the dusty, cratered, desolate surface. On the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, Station VI-3 Moon will be activated with the Mornington Peninsula Astronomical Society by David VK3JL from Mount Martha, Victoria, and will be active on all bands and modes from the 16th through the 24th of July. I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. VI-3 Moon doesn't just want you in the log, they want your QSL card. Be listening. This will be a time to reflect on history that forever changed Earth's relationship with the Moon and a time to celebrate Australia's role in that transformation. 
Speaking of transformations, the ACMA has opened their consultation period on proposed changes to amateur licence conditions. This is a broad-ranging consultation. There are a lot of serious changes being floated. Take a look and see what you think about these proposals and any changes you'd like to see. The changes proposed are the most significant since the introduction of the Foundation Licence over a decade ago. It's time for us all to think, discuss and put in a submission. A serious put-up-or-shut-up moment. WIA and RASA have made a number of requests to the ACMA for changes to amateur licence conditions. The requests received by the ACMA are shown in their 22-page document. On some issues, the WIA and RASA are in agreement while they hold differing views on others. Speaking by VK4's Q News, Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP notes... I've seen much ineffective comment over matters on social media this week. We have the generational warriors citing the argument that amateur radio has been fashioned in the likeness of the older generations and has stultified as a result. We have the antagonists wanting to construct fictional or illogical claims that the WIA is to blame for everything wrong and why the dog had chickens. Now is an opportunity to contribute to the development of our hobby with constructive input. No doubt there will be consultation and preparation of a detailed submission from the WIA that all amateurs can contribute to. It is probably best to consider following a well-constructed series of propositions rather than be one of a myriad of disparate contributions that the ACMA has to consider. A past director of our WIA also has spoken up, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. As you all know, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, is embarked on a course to <clears throat> update the amateur licence conditions announced at the end of June. If you didn't happen to know that or want to see what they're up to, then have a look on the latest news on the WIA website. Hidden beneath all the angst now circulating on some HF nets and loudly across the social media echo chambers is a basic question. What is the value of the amateur radio service to the community? There are many answers to that question, but the only one I see or hear bandied about is amateurs are there, able to provide communications, when all else fails. While true in some sense, and all credit to Wysen and Recom, unfortunately these days opportunities to demonstrate the amateur service's usefulness in crises are few and far between. In this age of STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics, which underpins the operation of many countries' economies, including Australia's, does the amateur service offer any value to the community? Well, I reckon I can demonstrate that it does, and pretty well has done for decades. Illustrated in some salient examples, I'll give over coming broadcasts. So, listen up. This is Amateur Radio. The most prominent example that everyone can call to mind is the story of Dick Smith, VK2DIK. An interest in radio and electronics as a youngster sparked by the activities of a family member, led Dick to get an amateur licence in his teens. He later opened a car radio service store on Sydney's North Shore, expanding that into selling electronic components and equipment. 
He built this into a vigorous multi-million dollar chain of stores, later selling out to Woolworths, as you do. His efforts encouraged a widespread interest in do-it-yourself electronics and amateur radio. Two other entrepreneurs established Alltronics and JCAR, which replicated his business model. They're still out there. Dick went on to head the Civil Aviation Authority. That's not all Dick did that contributed value to Australia's economy and the community. What of others? We recently heard about Joe Gelston, PK7JG, who was posthumously awarded an Order of Australia for his work over decades in maintaining communications facilities across Tasmania. His interest in amateur radio at a young age led him to get his licence, that interest propelling him into the activities for which he was awarded that Order of Australia, which is tangible recognition of the value of the amateur service to the community. Listeners, this is Amateur Radio. I have more to come later. This has been Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. And further on this ACMA proposed change comes from our WIA's newest director, Mike, VK8MA. Another very important development in the last few days is the announcement by ACMA of the proposed changes to the amateur licence conditions, and there is only a relatively short consultation period ending on the 9th of August 2019. The board encourages all amateurs to read the documentation and comment if you have any strong feelings. The link to the documentation is to be found in the text edition at the WIA website. The outcome of this process could have ramifications well into the future for our hobby. I add my personal comment that it is time for all amateurs to pull together with a common goal of unity so we can push on with the serious issue of attracting all amateurs to membership of the WIA to best represent the fraternity from all aspects. This is my first board comment since being appointed to the board at the 2019 AGM in Sydney. It is most important for all of us to now get on with publishing AR Magazine and digital platforms. The appointment of Harry, VK6 Yankee Bravo Zulu, as our new editor-in-chief, ushers in a new era, especially for the magazine. There is no doubt that the magazine has been a flagship of the Institute for many years and is the result of much hard work by a large team of volunteers. Harry and many others are determined to improve the magazine by expanding on much of the content. The desire to include more technical articles, overseas content, and a sometimes forgotten about area, advertising. The success of having the magazine available to the general public via newsagents, as well as a periodical mailed out to the membership, helps broaden its exposure and raises the potential of seeking more advertising. An increase in revenue via the magazine assists the Institute in its endeavours. As part of this expansion, Harry is looking for volunteers immediately to be technical editors for the magazine and digital content technical editors for the future digital publications. If you are able to assist Harry, please contact him direct at bk6ybz at wia.org.au. Every effort is being made to get the magazine which is due out now completed as soon as possible. Some new articles of interest to the wider community of electronic, digital and radio technical developers will be added to increase the reach of the journal. It is also envisaged to streamline the review process and remove some of the barriers to publication. This has been Mike, VK8MA, the newest board member.
Thanks, Mike. And as Mike said there, we are after new and additional technical editors. This from our secretary. The board of the WIA are seeking expressions of interest for persons interested in being appointed as technical editors for the Institute's magazine and electronic media publications. Expressions of interest should be directed to the board at secretary at wia.org.au. Secretary Peter VK8ZZ also has noted... The Publications Committee are seeking technical articles for inclusion in the magazine and electronic media publications. Technical articles should be emailed to editor at wia.org.au. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. US exams in VK. To mark the updated general question pool, OSVE ran what appears to have been the first exam session in the world to use a paper drawn from this pool. Congratulations to David VK2KWY on passing with great results and also to Bree N0VVX for his upgrade to Extra. Until now an East Coast affair, several OSVE members are heading west and will run a session Thursday, July 18 at 7pm in Osborne Park. Bookings are compulsory with details on veexams.com or the ARRL site. Julian Sortland, VK2YJS, AG6LE, uh, VE, told WIA News that each exam pool is refreshed every four years, so was published for comment around February and came into force July 1. So the Sunshine Coast and the most recent Melbourne exams were drawn from the old pool. Technician was updated last year. And this does keep content fresh with current modes, etc. Thus, Osborne Park, Perth, will also use the new pool. And now, I think we've all heard of Swears Island. It's hard for me to imagine what it's like here in the wet season. I feel like I'm at the end of the earth, where the horizon meets the sky. There's just nothing for as far as you can see. But I'm not alone. This is Lynn, VK4SWE, Queensland State Rep for Alara. If you've ever wondered what it's like to live on Oscar Charlie 227, one of IOTA's islands on the air, tune in on Monday at 8pm to ABC One Television. The popular program Backroads will feature the Gulf of Carpentaria communities of Burktown and Swears Island, as presenter Paul West goes in search of the elusive morning glory cloud. The Backroads team did film Paul in the shack, making his first Morse code QSO with call VK4CC, Alas, that footage did not make the final cut, but you can still enjoy a glimpse into life on Oscar Charlie 227. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with some sad news from Malaysia. Former International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 Director Sangat Singh, 9 Mike 2 Sierra Sierra of Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, died June 29. He was aged 86. Licensed in 1962, 9 Mike 2 Sierra Sierra served as an IARU Region 3 Director in the 1990s, stepping down in 2000. 
In 2008, Singh served as an amateur radio volunteer on the International Space Station and loaned his callsign for an ARIS contact between the National Planetarium in Malaysia and space tourist Richard Garriott, Whiskey 5 Kilo Whiskey Quebec. The son of the first astronaut to use amateur radio from space, Owen Garriott, Whiskey 5 Lima Foxtrot Lima. Educated in the UK, Sangat Singh had careers in textiles and agriculture. Iran, de-expeditions to Iran. The Communications Regulatory Authority and Parshian Amateur Radio Club are opening de-expedition opportunities in historical sites in Iran. The first location that's being announced and available now is Shapur Citadel. The Iranian officials are hoping for a good start and then spread the offer to other very famous sites in the country, like Persepolis of Shiraz, Yats, etc., This is a very rare and great opportunity to have a de-expedition in Iran. The weather conditions are very good now. Visa upon arrival for three months and super cheap in terms of expenses. All interested de-expedition teams worldwide can send their requests for 3 to 30 MHz, the standard HF bands, with no limitation on mode of operation. Requests should be submitted three to four months in advance. To Europe now, in Paris, anomalous noctilucent clouds over Paris. On the first night of the northern summer, many Parisians were stunned when the midnight sky over the Eiffel Tower turned electric blue. It was the glow of noctilucent clouds. The same clouds appeared in the USA a few nights later near Las Vegas, Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. New data from NASA's satellite-based microwave limb sounder explained these anomalous sightings. As June comes to an end, the mesosphere remains unusually wet at middle latitudes, creating rare conditions for the formulation of NLCs. In Ireland, this weekend is WB6ACU. Joe Walsh, Whiskey Bravo 6 Alpha Charlie Uniform, is an accomplished CW operator, but his visit to Dublin will see him on stage at the Three Arena as an accomplished guitarist with the world-famous rock band The Eagles. To the USA, new 40 MHz ham radio band sought in USA. ARRL report a petition for rulemaking asks the FCC to create a new 40 MHz 8-metre amateur radio band. The ARRL say the FCC has put on public notice for comment a petition for rulemaking, RM11843, that seeks the creation of a new 8-metre amateur radio allocation on a secondary basis. The petition suggests the new band could be cantered on an industrial scientific medical segment somewhere between 40.51 and 40.70 MHz. The spectrum between 40 and 41 MHz is currently allocated to the federal government and, as such, within the purview of the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. ARRL member Michelle Bradley, Kilo Uniform 3 November of Maryland, filed the petition on behalf of REC Networks, which she founded and described in the petition as a leading advocate for a citizen's access to spectrum, including amateur radio spectrum. It's a snow job. New device creates electricity from snowfall. UCLA reports that researchers and colleagues there have designed a new device that creates electricity from falling and fallen snow. The first-of-its-kind device is inexpensive, small, thin and flexible like a sheet of plastic. The device can work in remote areas because it provides its own power and does not need batteries, said senior author Richard Kaner. It's a very clever device, a weather station that can tell you how much snow is falling, the direction the snow is falling and the direction and speed of the wind. 
The researchers call it a snow-based triboelectric nanogenerator, which generates charge through static electricity and produces energy for the exchange of electrons. Findings about the device are published in the journal NanoEnergy. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with a last reminder on the winter VHF-UHF field day. If you ended the winter VHF-UHF field day, or even handed out numbers to stations you heard on the bands, don't forget that you have until midnight Monday to get your login. You can upload your logs via the VHF-UHF field day website page. No matter if you only managed a few contacts, or went the whole hog and racked up a few hundred, get those logs in. I'll be watching. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All made Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2019. IARUHF World Championship 13-14 July. RSGB IOTA Contest July 27-28. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest July 20. VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18. France, F. Special Event Station TM57FFC is QRB 2 July 9. June the 8th, FIFA Women's World Cup. QSL Vibe Euro. Sante, JE1JKL will once again be active as 9M6NA. From Mohammed's, 9M6MO's Kitty H on Laban Island, East Malaysia, between July 11 and 16. His focus will be on 6 meters FT8, 50.313 and 50.323 MHz. And will also participate in the IAOHF Championship. July 13 to 14. QSL via Club Logs OQRS only for Bureau and Direct QSLs. All the logs are promptly uploaded to Logbook of the World. Canada, VE. Special Event Station XN1M is QRV till July 21 to commemorate the 1969 Apollo 11 mission. QSL via VO1IDX. Prefix hunters may be interested in working the special event station TM500LV. The station is on the air till the 6th of October and commemorates the 500th anniversary of the death of Leonardo da Vinci. QSL manager is F1IOZ. Liberian update. The Italian de-expedition team will be active from Liberia between September the 28th and October the 11th using two call signs A82X4CW and SSB a82Z for the digital modes. Activity will be once exceeded 10 metres using CWSSB, RITI and FT8. Japan, JA. Special event station 8N7JAPAN is QRV till October 31, 2020. To commemorate the Olympic Games 2020, the Paralympics 2020 and the World Cup Games 2019. QSL via Bureau. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Eddingham. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3GTV, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. And first up, ARDF, Fox on the Run. Last month, WIA News brought you the brief word that our Region 3 ARDF event would not go ahead in China. Li Haiqing, President of CRAC, 
wrote to the chairman of IARU Region 3 ARDF Committee, Mr Izuta, JF1RPZ, apologising for the cancellation of the event. Mr Haiking said that due to unforeseen circumstances within the event working party and subsequent loss of support from local government, they were unable to continue with event preparation for the IARU R3 ARDF Championships of 2019. He said attempts to make alternative plans were unsuccessful and apologised to all R3 ARDF participants. Mr Haiking's full letter to Mr Aizutu-san can be read in the text edition of this segment. So from China, where the fox has run, to the USA, where a foxy way to learn has taken place at Point Mugu. Engineers, computer scientists and other employees in the Naval Air Warfare Center Weapons Division at Point Mugu, California, were schooled in some good old-fashioned radio fox hunting in early June to bolster their work at the center. The class had been arranged by Brian Hill, KF4CAM, the division's collaborative electronic warfare branch supervisor. The students learned to build Yagi antennas to detect signals from the small hidden radio transmitter that is the focus of a fox hunt. Brian noted that this kind of hands-on approach brought the concepts home through a better approach than what he called death by PowerPoint. He said the environment to teamwork and competition tied in well to the types of electronic warfare missions used by naval aviation, the principles of which are the bedrock of the work done at Point Mugu. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting. Radio marks centennial of epicentre of UK scouting. In the UK, there's an upbeat anniversary to celebrate, and it involves generations of youngsters who have been in scouting. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us more. You can't just celebrate a 100-year anniversary with a one-day event. A century of existence sometimes calls for a full year of commemoration. That's why Special Event Station GB100GP is on the air to the end of 2019, marking the evolution of Gilwell Park from its earliest role as a scouting campsite to the present headquarters of UK Scouting and Scout Leadership Training. The 100-year celebration continues with other activity, Gilwell 24, a 24-hour event for scouts and explorer scouts set for the 13th and 14th of July. And don't forget the worldwide scouting Jota Jotai, Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet event happening from October 18th to 20th this year. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, VHF and above. 144 megahertz transatlantic path opens up again. On the 16th of June this year, the Atlantic was spanned for the first time on two metres when D41CV on Cape Verde Islands off the coast of Africa managed to work FG80J in Guadeloupe using the FT8 digital mode. WIA brought you that news, and now we learn amazingly that particular opening lasted for the best part of five days. After a week's respite, the transatlantic path opened up again on 144 MHz. On Saturday the 29th of June, FG80J in Guadeloupe managed to work D4Z in Cape Verde for the first time on SSB. And speaking of 2 metres, the RSGB has released a statement regarding the CEPT144 MHz aeronautical mobile service proposal and the work being carried out in preparation for ITU WRC19 and WRC23 RSGB website in part says... With regard to 144 to 146 MHz, for the avoidance of doubt, we have been deeply engaged in the joint IARU effort regarding future agenda items, which has also included 23 cm Galileo. 
If adopted and agreed, a French proposal would add aeronautical mobile across the global primary 144 to 146 MHz amateur and amateur satellite allocation. As proposed, it is not an eviction or reallocation of amateurs, but nonetheless is unwelcome and presents significant challenges due to the altitudes and long free space distances involved. For WIA National News, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Let's wrap up the social scene here on WIA National News. Peter VK3PF tells us Gipstech 2019 happens in VK3 July 13 and 14. Peter VK3YE tells us in VK3 it's Melbourne QRP by the Bay. That's also on the Saturday, July 13. It happens at 3pm. Rob VK3BRS tells us about Gippsland Gate Hamfest. Happens July 20. Saturday, July 20, the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club is once again holding its annual Hamfest at Cranbourne Public Hall, the corner of Clarendon and High Streets, Cranbourne. Doors will open to sellers at 8.30, buyers at 10am. Entry price for buyers is just $7. This includes a raffle ticket for the door prizes. And sellers can book a table for $22, which includes entry and two door prize tickets. There'll be a barbecue at the front of the hall, weather permitting, for all the early and also not the early arrivals and bottomless tea and coffee available inside the hall at the kitchen servery. Contact Di by emailing hamfest at ggrec.org.au if you want more, but it's coming up July 20. And finally, Eddie VK4AN tells us Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Sunfest, 9am, Saturday, September 14, at the Wombai School of Arts. So now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.